Banger, right? Hey, that's so good. What is? Oh shit! This is called Novo Amor. Novo Amor. Novo Amor. It's called Halloween. Cheese. Oh. So fucking good. Cool vibes. Cool vibes. Cool vibes. Great vibes. Halloween by Novo Amor. Novo Amore. Novo Amore. Ah, I just came back from Italy, man. The Amore is all over the place. Yeah, we Let know. Let me tell you. Yeah, we know. You want to explain your haircut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Guys, I, when, I texted Amaro this morning yeah, saying, hey, did, guys, dude. we should, uh, I was like, hey, Amaro, we should probably film like a promo. And I went, absolutely not. No, I thought I thought he was down for it. You're like, please, please. And I was like, oh, and then he explained that he got a busted ass haircut. And then I came here and then you saw that I had a, Busted ass hair. Well, it was only at the back when you pointed out. I was like, yeah, okay, it, it really isn't. Yo, straight. I don't know what this barber did. <laughs> okay, but I showed him a picture. You also have to factor in, like, you have the freshest hair 90% of the time. All the time, except for this last, uh, this last past, honestly, past couple of months. It's it just, it's been bad, you know? I gotta say. That's it's okay, it's bad. summer. This guy, I told him to fade it. I don't know what he did. He did, like, a semicircle. It's like a hard line, but it's all... It's a hard line, but it's made up of like semicircles, if that makes sense. I don't know how to explain this hair. It's like he cut your hair with a cylindrical razor. Yes. Yes. Like a cookie cutter. You know, when you, you're a Microsoft, you know, you're <laughs> Microsoft paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you only have the circle to draw with. <laughs> yeah. That's and how he did the You're trying to do like a square with the circle brush. With That's, no feathering. Yeah, no feathering. <laughs> it's just, it's just short hair. Then bam. Yeah. Paintbrush. It looks like I'm 47 years old going through a divorce. But in Rome. <laughs> but in but Rome. Rome. <laughs> so I think next week we'll do it. Guys, well, we had to pause. How many weeks were we off? Two. Okay. I dro- I also dropped up. I'm telling you, I've had probably the, the worst week. Okay. Um, and this is including my own vacation. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We were gone for two weeks because I was supposed to upload mm. a couple times. I was supposed to upload. And I did not upload um, at all. I lost... This SD card. I went to Dubai. Wait, Dubai wait was you went a whole to Dubai? Sh- I went to Dubai. It was a whole shit show. When did you go to Dubai? Okay, let me tell you about Dubai, okay? And why I needed this vacation. Needed <laughs> this vacation. <laughs> yeah, okay. Triple D's. <laughs> I went to Dubai, yeah? Uh, maybe I shouldn't disclose where I went. But okay, I went to Dubai. Uh, <laughs> on this flight, okay, we had, we had two flights. So I have a flight to Dubai. I lay over there. And then I come back from Dubai. On this flight... I got a heart. Someone had a heart attack. Okay. I was not dealing with this heart attack. You were handing out peanuts. Yeah. I was just handing out peanuts. Hello. You know, would you like a. Well, someone's saving lives. You're like peanuts. Yeah. I'm like handing out Diet Coke and it was like too foamy. And anyways, (laughs) fine. So this guy, he makes a huge commotion about getting a heart attack. Yeah. Fuck him, right? (laughs) Piece of shit move. You know? "Ah, Save my life, please. I swear to God, this whole whole experience was exorcism. You'd never have attention as a kid. Okay, so we we pull over, we park the you know we we bring the plane back, not to Toronto but like to another to another place. Okay, so we we land the plane. Oh, you landed in somewhere else. Yeah, not Dubai, not how, Toronto. Hey, how often does this happen? Let me ask. Uh, not often, but like often enough to be like, okay, bro, you just want attention. Okay, 
Look at us, landing the whole fucking plane. <laughs> it's certainly often enough to warrant this next thing. <laughs> because, look, on a plane, everyone does want attention. I, I feel it. I, like, I see 500 people a day, you know? And I get how people work now mm. in terms of, like, big... Like, thinking the same as everyone else. So, if I if I um, serve someone and they're like, oh, can I get a, can I get a Coke Zero? Everyone else around them wants a Coke Zero. Like I we see just, that. We just think the I, same. Listen, I've been inspired once by apple juice. Some guy's like, hey, yo, can I get an apple juice? I'm like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, 4,000 feet up in the sky. That's like a great idea. <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, let's get an right? apple juice. Make that too. And like, no one orders it. Like, sometimes, I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Um, so, we pull over, we park. We drop the guy off. Yeah. And then we take off again. Literally within an hour, someone else has a heart attack. Wait, on the same flight? On the same flight. <laughs> on the same flight. After you took off. After we took off. No way. Guy. Okay, let me, can I Different go back? And for I'm us. telling you, once you order the apple juice, the other guy wants an apple juice. <laughs> everyone wants it. Because he saw how much attention this guy got. <laughs> yeah, he got the whole EMS team He's and like, everything. Yo, the, the guy got to land the plane and shit. Okay, so when someone has a heart attack in public on a plane, yeah. do they, is it like very like the movies where they grab their chest and go, oh, oh. The first guy was, ah, ah, no. Like, like commotion. Like, exactly like cartoon, caricature, shit. Does it hurt? What? Getting the heart attack? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know, but like from visual know. seeing it. Uh, it looked like it hurt. Like that one. But the next guy, no commotion. <laughs> Nothing. Just 52-year-old European dad, just yeah. gone. <laughs> lights out. Died. He just, he just lights out. No. This is, so <sighs> now we're like. An hour away from um, from our destination, he doesn't make he makes no commotion at all, and then some girl, like she presses the the light the the ring you know that flight attendant ring thing, and there's a saying called it could be a coke or it could be a stroke, and on a long flight you know you get so many of these like dings and like ding and like you have to go attend to these people. Is that what that? Oh wow, right? that's so interesting. So. I, I swear to God, I don't know, because I think because that guy went through a stroke or a heart attack or whatever, I was like, oh, shit, it could be a coke, it could be a stroke. So I went right away, this guy is having a heart attack. His wife is with him. I think he's having a heart attack. Please, please, you know, help me in all this. But so, hey, what does she expect you to do? What is your training supposed to do? Oh, we have like a CPR machine and everything. Like we have a defibr defibrillator. Yeah, you know, I can't yeah but that's if their heart stops. Yeah, yeah. So we the last guy and this guy... It's both heart stopped. They're hard stopped. It's both heart stopped. So, so if they we have died. one more heart attack, if we have one, one more heart attack, there is no more defib. There is no more defibrillator. <laughs> this guy's yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. It's like two per flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Whatever. Normal, normal. You know, it's kind of normal. I mean, obviously, it's weird that it's two people in a row. That's very weird. Yeah. But we got this. No problem. We yeah. land in Dubai. Okay. Next day in Dubai, I'm having an innocent lunch at a, at a beautiful Iraqi restaurant. Okay with my flight attendant friends mm -hmm. and one of them goes to the washroom and all I see is another guy spazzing out. Just spazzing out. What the? This is the one that rocked me. He's just spazzing out. He's like, ah, ah. and he look, I don't know what's happening, but, but there's just <laughs> the Arabs as Arabs do, <laughs> or they, they just assembled into a circle of doing nothing. You just stared. Yeah. We just like, we like, we, you we know there? the vibe. No, I, I wasn't in the circle. Don't worry. No, I was, I was eating. I was eating my kebab. Okay. But you saw, okay, hold on. But you saw this, right? And then I saw a circle assemble, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Here's a circle that's going to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And where I was sitting, it's like a little further up, like a little platform. Yeah. So I can see, kind of, I can look down at so what's happening. So you just ate, like, gave side eye, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I saw, oh, first of all, his, 
wives and daughters. I don't know what the the combination was. How many? There was five girls, mm. five women with this man. Yeah. Wow. Four of them could be daughters, one wife. It could be three wives and two daughters. I don't know. I don't okay. know what the combination was. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I see a guy like he was. You know when someone chokes and like you hit the back of yeah, yeah. of his spine. Yeah, yeah. This guy was like hitting the back of his shoulder, like just like, <laughs> just. <laughs> and I was like, yo, okay, this is time for me to step in. <clears throat> you know, like I know this shit. That's yeah. not how it works. I go to the guy, and with my little westernized helping mode, I was like, hello, I know C in like an Arabic. I'm like, hello, I know CPR. Do you need help? You know, because yeah. they have to say that yeah, when or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or I know first aid. Do you need help? And it, all the Arabs are like, yeah, 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 he's choking. He's choking, go. <laughs> Holy shit, and I'm like, man. Well, I got to get consent first, you know what I mean? <laughs> shit, I can't just help you. I got to get consent. Um, so I start doing the, uh, like a Heimlich on him, yeah. which, again, trained for. I do the Heimlich, three Heimlichs, and this little fishbone uh, dislodges from his uh, thing. I don't actually see what dislodges, but he just felt like he dislodged. Um and then my flight attendant friend comes in and she's like, what? And anyway, so this guy's now no longer choking. And as every Arab man ever will do when something bad happens, there's no care. Like, um, you ever scraped your knee when you were a kid? Yeah. What did your dad do first thing? Maybe it's a dad thing. No, my mom, my dad was like, ah, shit, blood. <laughs> my, my, my mom was more like... Uh, Caring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, no, honey, you know, like this. No, Arab men, or I guess maybe just all foreign men, first thing they do is start bitching. First thing they do, you scrape your knee. What the hell? I told you not to use that skateboard. Right. <laughs> and they just go off. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally, that's that's just what they do. They just go off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> so this Arabic man who just <laughs> literally got his life saved. Yeah. Okay. First thing he does, I... <laughs> he's like, he's like, what's wrong with all of you standing around doing nothing? It's me... <laughs> And he's like, it's the evil eye. You guys put an evil eye. You saw how much we were eating as a family. He he was trying to suggest that he, he choked on this because yeah. the evil eye, because everyone was like, holy shit, look how much they're eating. I hope he fucking chokes on it. I love hearing people's uh, justification sometimes to things where it's like, how are you going to get out of this one? How are you going to sell it to like to gaslight someone else? He went evil eye, bro. He's, he's like... In his mind, everyone was looking at him like, oh, fuck you, you eating that much? I hope you choke on that shit, right? And then he actually chokes on it. <laughs> and that's what his first went to. Wow, that's creative. <laughs> Very creative. But I, th but it's a real thing for like super Arabic people to believe in Arab, like in the evil eye. Yeah. Like so much so if you sometimes, if you're a girl and you compliment another girl on her bracelet, you're like, oh my God, that's such a cute bracelet. She'll be like, oh yeah, you know, you like it? Uh, here, here you go. Here, I don't even like it anymore. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. And like, she'll actually give it to you. Anyways. Yeah. So this choking thing happened. Then we get a flight back, and this kid, this eight-year-old, is like crying. He's like, ah! And we keep coming to him, and his dad's like, no, no, he's okay, he's okay. Don't worry, he's okay. <laughs> and then, like, by the, by the third, lie, lie, by the fourth time, we, we come in, and I was, like, I was like, hey, is everything okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's okay, he's okay. And I, I'm like, no, no, let's just ask the kid, are you, are you okay? And the kid's like, no, it feels like sand in my eye. And... He's just going all over the place, and then he starts. It becomes like worse for him. He's like, "No, it feels like Coca Cola can in my eye." And I was like, "What is happening?" Oh, God. We take him back. It looks like there's a lash on his eye. 
It looks oh. like there's like a little lash, and I was like, okay, this kid's making yeah. a little. This is a little too much. Yeah, yeah. calm so down, kid. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wants attention, anyways. So I'm doing first aid, and I have to like look at it like with a light, mm. bro. This is not a lash. This guy had like a scratch on hit on oh, top fuck. of like the black part oh, of his eye. I can't. That's fucking disgusting. Wild. And his dad is a doctor, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you'd be, okay. be okay. And so, so what did you do? Uh, thank God we found like there was like an eye doctor on on board. Yeah. And we like we just patched it up. That's the that's the common thing. Patch it up how? Like uh, just put like gauze on it and like you know just tape it down. And then uh, what? Until he gets home. Until he gets home. Uh, but you can't like really touch or anything. Was he still crying? He was crying. <laughs> he was crying the whole time. And his dad didn't believe it. Yeah, he'll be okay. <laughs> Has a huge gash in his eye. Man, that's whack. Who knew like flight attendants? Do I? I did not know flight attendants deal with all that shit. Yeah. Half the time, I'm like, why are you such a bitch? Yeah, yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, and, like, not that that justifies it, because a part of that is you signed on for the job, so don't get moody when the job requires you to do what it does. Oh, 100%, yeah. Right? Um, but, like, knock on wood, like, God forbid something yeah. happens, but, like, I've been on so many flights. Yeah. I did hear an absolute horror story yesterday. Mm. I don't know if you heard about this. No. Oh my god, it's so horrible! It is so fucking. I mean, you haven't given me m- many hints to go off of like a, a plane. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a plane. a plane, and it's a horror story. Okay, so there's this family that were flying from Hong Kong to the UK. Mm. Um, so I guess so. She was visiting her mom mm. for her birthday, or whatever. And so she had moved to Hong Kong with her family uh, for work, and they were flying back to celebrate the mom's birthday. And on the flight there. To the UK, the mom dies in her sleep. Oof. With okay, so she has her kids and her husband there. Oof. They they fly for an additional five hours or something. There was some reason they couldn't land. Okay? Yeah, so they flew for five hours. It was an eight hour flight. Five hours with the wife's lifeless body on the plane. Yeah, imagine this being your mom or wife. Yeah, How, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so damn traumatic. Yes. It's insane. Um, then when they land, they landed in like, I don't know, like Romania or somewhere sure. and they, they, the body got off the plane and the parents had the, the dad and the kids had to stay on for the remainder of the trip and had, and to they had to leave them. They had to leave her, Ooh. her body there. Like when I was listening to this, I'm like, how messed up would that be that? Okay. Even if they switch you seats, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like someone that's been the biggest figure in your life is right there, but this like they're not there. Right you know? there with a white cloth on top of their head. Yeah. Yeah. How messed up is that? Like yeah. I heard this, I'm going like that has gotta be traumatic for literally everybody on board. Everybody. Yeah, it's part of the training too, like of what happens when someone dies and on board. Mm. And you can't even pronounce them dead, you, you know? It's like they just like you a can't? Doc- the doctor has to say they're dead. And you got to like put still seatbelts and shit on like, and I feel like in this COVID generation, I'd imagine you'd have to put a mask on, to, on to, but that's, it's traumatic for sure. Jesus, man. But it, here's the thing. I think a lot of trauma happens on a flight, but no one knows of it. Like, again, same thing as uh, another situation a few months ago, but I'm not going to say, um, you know, you could be in the most traumatic experience and then someone will come and be like, hey, uh, sorry, uh, can I just, this coffee's not hot enough. Can I, can I just get another yeah. one? <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, you see the defib, like I'm shaving Arab men's hair <laughs> off their chest. You know what I mean? To attach the uh, sticky stuff? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. like, just a lo- if it's just a little hotter, if you that's know, okay. Between shaves, can you just add a little bit of sugar? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? So I, 
I do think a lot of trauma happens, just not a lot of people Here's the thing, know okay? about it. People, when they get a ticket of any kind, okay, yeah. any kind of ticket, when they purchase one, there's this entitlement of, I purchased this ticket. Yeah, yeah. I should be getting blank, blank, blank. Yes. Like, um, like total side note, but I, I recently, like a few weeks ago, I did this uh, art show with mm. my mom, okay? And it was in Oakville, which for those of you that don't know, Oakville is like a, a wealthier part of the greater Toronto area. It's very old. Like a lot of old people are there. And <laughs> they don't really know tech. And so they released a montage video of... Had a really great weekend at Art in the Park. Here's some recap shots. <laughs> I've never seen worse chosen shots. It would oh, be, no. be like the corner of a picture would be like a guy looking at a random tent. No art. One of them would be like a, a tree. One was like a, a car wheel. <laughs> so I, I see this. I start laughing so hard that I'm almost tearing up. And at the end, it says, can't wait to see you next year. But not in the center. In like the very top right corner in oh, like my pink God. comic sans. I don't know how that related at all, but it was just like. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, it was the funniest <laughs> title. Yeah, yeah, it was just the funniest thing. Okay, one thing we have to talk about. Okay, and this this is gonna be controversial to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Tate. Yeah. Okay, Andrew Tate's the already Tate getting of the world. He's getting so much publicity, which people don't realize is only making him more famous. He was more googly Google googly. He was more Google searched than Trump and Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian combined. Facts combined. And I remember when I first started seeing him, like, first off, what the hell is this guy's accent? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. It's like, I think that's part of the stick, man. That's, that's, he'll say some things in a British accent. Then he goes to like a American accent. And I'm like, this is the weirdest accent. Yeah. But what it is, what's so polarizing about him is his take on so many issues, mainly uh, women. Yeah. Misogynist type take. So, but he, but he has a lot of takes on other things. Yeah. So I want to, have you seen a lot of his stuff? (laughs) I have. I have okay, so he just makes he's it's so ridiculous that it just makes me laugh. Okay, so I want to I want to know: Do you like him or do you not like him? Um, no, I think I don't. <laughs> I think I don't like him. But yo, you can't deny the the content if you're looking at it from the lens that I think normal people should look at it, which is he's a, a, like a super ridiculous guy, and this is hilarious that he thinks this way. That's how I'm looking at it, and really? that's just why it's funny to me. I, I'm not follow. I wouldn't follow him. I wouldn't, but. It doesn't matter if you follow him or not. Instagram is putting no, him down your. This is this is becoming his tape a thing. Down our throat. <laughs> this is becoming a thing now because like, uh, I saw somebody post it on TikTok saying, um, she was like, I saw the saddest thing. Somebody commented, Andrew Tate's making me make my boyfriend hate me. Oof. And now so many of these TikTok girls, twenty one, are going are posting this with a sad song. Like like picture this, <laughs> it's them looking sad in like a sundress, all like very country and cute. Yeah, yeah. And then the the, the caption on the screen says, "Andrew Tate's making my boyfriend hate me." Yeah. And I'm like, you just made this about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, you just took the you car. You are the girl that Andrew Tate is talking about. But he, yeah, 100%. This is okay. So let me share my take on Andrew Tate, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I heavily disagree with, with a lot of the things he says about women. Yes. To Like, there is truth to some of the things, okay? Yeah. There is. You can't deny. Like, if you listen to this guy talk, it's aggressive, and that's a part of the shtick. Yeah. A lot of the stuff he says about like men owning women and women need to do this. It's like, that's not how we live anymore. And that's yeah. not acceptable. But there are other things besides women about business and about other things where you're like, this shit actually sticks. Yeah. And some of the things that he holds people accountable, unfortunately, he's labeling it heavily as women. 
it does stick. I mean, yes. it, it shouldn't make you as a guy be so morphed to hate women. Like that's not what it should be, but uh-huh. it, it's accountability. Right. Um, so anyways, that's what I, I sort of wanted to say about, uh, yeah, it's true. Like he, he does have like a lot of accountability things. Um, you know, let's say, let's take like, uh, him talking about like fat people and stuff. I think his take will always be like, just go to the gym, eat right. And just just the, the very surface level, like we know that's what you do. Yeah. Like that's such an easy take, right? Yeah. We know you're supposed to go to the gym and work out and lose weight. We get it. Yeah. But but what people don't factor in is like, especially with weight. Okay, it is such it is such a mental issue. Of course. That when people pump out this, go to the gym, you lazy bastard. Like what? What uh, you know? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's and so hormonal. I think also like I think a lot of people don't counter in like people have like messed up hormones that like even if they go to the gym for an hour. And another guy goes to a gym for an hour, they still won't get the same results. Right. right. You know, like it, it is a huge. It, anyways, so th- there's a lot of things that I, I definitely don't agree. Actually, probably like 90% of shit he says, I don't agree with, but I still find 80% of the shit he says to be hilarious because I know there should be no truth to that. But, the, but, but if he, a but boyfriend, there, is, but there but, is some truth to what they're saying. What he's saying, like, like for instance, okay, he, he does some stupid shit where, um, if you don't drink bubbly water, you're not a man. Okay, like that's funny. And, and the reason why he says like, "What are you scared of bubbles?" Like, what are you? And I'm like, "That's your fucking answer." But he does I drinking bubbly water would be like less more feminine. He does say shit that that's I don't want to like. I'm gonna come across so gross right now for sure. <laughs> no, no, to no. Girls. you're good. You're good. But, but I but he does say shit that that lands. Like you're saying about business and all this. And about girls too at yeah, times. At I times. Yeah. I'm not talking about like the whole ownership, like uh, she has to work in the kitchen. Like just because you agree with a portion of it doesn't mean you agree with all of it. Yeah, like right? I agree with sometimes like when he speaks about like, you know, uh, let's say guys and girls will do what they need to do to like, you know, get, I think be, it, be sexually more appealing it, to the other side. Right, exactly. We, like we do that shit. Everyone knows that shit. We do that shit. Girls do that shit. Guys do that shit. Um, but, but I, I, he talks a lot about uh, double standards. Yes, and there's a ton of double standards where it comes from high value males and, and females, right? <laughs> high value, males. and so yeah, this guy's fucked. Like a lot of girls, they would they they tend to seek out a provider. Yes, and not necessarily someone that they might enjoy to be around. Yes, and I'd say many girls, and yes, it's true, not all girls are like this, but. Many girls and many guys, also many guys want to be the provider. And that's like, yes, sometimes it comes off as toxic they or do, whatever. But, but we've talked about this, man. We've talked about this. Yeah. The amount of women out there, okay, that are in unfulfilled relationships that are spilling out to single guys. I say that because I am a single guy. And being a single yeah. guy in your 30s, completely different story. Because now you're getting people that were in all their 20s in relationships. Mm-hmm. And you're just a target because you're not going to rat them out or whatever. So <laughs> I can't. I swear to God, I can't tell you how many people that have been in relationships have been insanely flirty or in the DMs, and I'm just like, this is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not one to sit there and be like, well, that's bad. I'm gonna text your boy. Like, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, there is a slight judgment of going like, you realize mm-hmm. that I like what you're doing to me. If if we if ever he did it to you. No, like whatever. If we ever became a thing, I know now that you would do that to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, what you're yeah. capable yeah. of yeah. right. And it's true. There are a lot of things that we do that will devalue us as people. There, there was, yeah. There you know, was, like as guys and girls. There was a girl that was uh, love bombing the shit out of me, right? Yeah. Um, would flirt. There's a few times that like, 
relationships came up and she had said, no, like she's single. She's not seeing it. Her last boyfriend was crazy. Okay. Complete, complete validation girl. Like just wanted the attention from as many dudes as possible. And, and if I could, and I don't want to publicly say who they are or anything, but if I could lay out who they are and what they've said or done, yeah, it's so fucking, it's a pattern. It's, it's, it's a textbook. Mm. Okay, so I would uh, notice. Sorry, I'm waiting for your accent to like change into like a weird Romanian. English. No, no, no. no. I, I, I'm not <laughs> hating on on yeah. women altogether. It's just like when you when you notice it, you notice yes. it. Yes, and yeah, I'm sure guy, guys definitely love bomb too. So it's not just to one side. But I noticed when her life sort of got boring, mm-hmm. and the way I could tell that was her postings would get less, or she'd be posting from her bed all the time, or she actually just post got nothing to do type mm-hmm. of thing, right? Um. A thirst trap was coming within three days. <laughs> Swear to God. Impending. Within three days, a thirst... And, and every single time, you would go on their TikTok, you'd go on their Insta, yeah. and it was just like, boom, there's a thirst trap. And it would be someone like, I'm lonely. Where's all the good guys? I'm like, there's mm-hmm. the fish, right? You're trying to fish for dudes to come in your DMs. Easy formula. Then, I'm like, you know what? This is... I know this circuit. Great. She's, she's a nice girl. Like, mm-hmm. she's sweet. But at the same time, I know what's happening. So I decided to cut it off cold turkey, not answer text. I'm just like, yeah, not into it. I'm just not into it. Right. Cause I suspected something was going on and didn't get the validation would text me. I didn't answer, didn't answer. Then she posts, you know, like I love my boyfriend. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. She posts saying like something about her boyfriend. I'm like, this is nuts. Like this whole time you were saying you didn't have a boyfriend flirting with like a bunch of different dudes. And then when shit gets dry, you go running back to I got a boyfriend because the yeah, validation yeah, 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 is like, yeah, yeah. it's brutal, man. It's brutal. I hate that behavior. Yeah. Fucking hate it. Anyway. Do, do, do guys do anything like this? Of course guys do shit like this, man. Guys are... You got to think of a situation. I mean, I, I know we do. I'm just trying to find a situation of it. Guys will... So what guys will do... Do we put <clears throat> entrepreneur in Instagram bio? On Instagram. <laughs> I, I think nothing is more telling of someone that doesn't have money is someone that's consistently in a suit yeah. and posts every day on Insta. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're wearing a suit, posting every day on Insta, what what time? Do, I don't know. Yeah, you shouldn't have that time. You shouldn't have that time, man. To, like, <laughs> to have like a professional photographer post all these shots of you, you looking at your Rolex watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, but guys would definitely... I think guys come from a place of looking to hook up, whereas girls, I think, would come from a place of looking... Oh, this sounds very Andrew Tate. Holy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, the accent's going to change, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like... But it's true. It's true. It's, it, yeah. it's not anything new. Guys have always wanted to hook up and wear pieces of shit for it. And girls... No, we're not. No, no, no. No, 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 no we're not. Hold, no, we're not. Hold, hold and girls have always wanted a long-term relationship and they expect a lot from it. It's just... it's It's been the thing for friggin' hundreds of years. It's just the way he's saying it is... Is way more misogynistic and talking about how girls should have their kill count, their body count on their on their forehead. That's what I mean. That's what, so like, listen. which again to me, I I see that and I laugh because it's so absolutely ridiculous. Although, right? although I wouldn't say, oh, I hate, now hate women and I want to you know own women because of him. No, all the radical stuff he says that is for uh, pushing his name further. Just so everyone has. knows, and it has absolutely it has. He sells a course called uh, Hustler University. Okay. Oh really? This is how he makes his money. So what happens is you have all these guys that are very uh, formidable. Yeah. Okay. And they're just like, oh my God. Yeah. He said that. So it must be true. The way he speaks is very confident too. He doesn't really stumble. Wait, wait. Formidable. Not, not the good formidable. Like people that can like malleable. Very uh, malleable. Yeah. 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 We yeah, can change the word. Yeah. So he gets We're these not saying guys. the good guys. Yeah. 
and uh, he, he gets them in his mindset, and then they sign up for Hustler University, which he then makes money on. Yeah. But the way they make money is by selling it to somebody else. So it is a mar- oh. multi-level marketing. 100%. It's it called is. a pyramid scheme. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. I, I, so, I don't know. He, he's, he does have money. But there's also something now called the Tate effect, right? Where when you post about Tate, and we're not doing this for this reason, right? When you post about Andrew Tate, your shit gets boosted like no tomorrow. Like your post gets boosted. Well, because everyone wants to see what whack shit he's going to say next. And, and I think this is what a lot of like uh, girls, not a lot of girls, but some girls are now posting on Instagram. They're like, you know, Instagram should be held liable for pushing Andrew Tate's message out. Because they think, they think the algorithm I hate has that. skewed no, no, no. Here, towards Here's Andrew what Tate. people need to realize is you can't censor freedom of speech. 100%. You can't. Yeah. You can avoid it what you want, but there's so this is what's so fucking annoying with the left, okay? Yeah. Extreme leftists. Yes. Is, is they like to think that if it less it's their way, this shit needs to be gone, it needs to be banned, it censored, should be illegal, canceled, censored. Can, they try to slap everything with it with a shame on you you shouldn't be allowed. Ugh. And it's like you have to understand... You're coming out here, standing on your soapbox, yelling, this is how life should be lived. Like you're better than everyone else. Yeah, exactly that. But yet other people can't. So look, you're gonna if you're going to be one of those types of people, you have to understand there's going to be other people that combat that. Yeah, Andrew like, Tate you, is just You, you cannot opposite. have freedom of speech and not and still be against this guy, you know? Like you, you literally can't have it all. Right. Of like, oh, well, I want freedom of speech and I want freedom of expression. But then when it doesn't go your way, you want to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. But uh, Andrew Tate effect, man, he's everywhere, and I'm gonna blame myself. I've replayed his videos so many times, just trying to identify where he's the a accent compelling is. speaker. That's it, what no, it is. It's, it, but the compelling thing about it is the accent, and I'm like, where is that? Where does it go, Romanian? Where does it go, English? And because of that, I'm just running up the numbers of replays, and Instagram is probably like, oh, you love this shit, you you want this? No, I, I promise <laughs> you, more. Insta would be doing this too either way. Like, I'm telling everybody across, like, the world is like, why is this guy on my feed? He's blitzed <laughs> over the internet. Yeah. Um, but just, just to wrap this topic up, it's like, I don't, I don't agree with majority of the stuff he says, in, mm-hmm. or at least how he says it. Mm-hmm. It's very aggressive. It's, it's sexist. Um, there is tidbits of truth. If you're going to be neutral, you yes. have to look at other things he says yeah business wise or how to change as a person and there is some stuff there that actually sticks there is 100 percent. andrew tate goddamn Uh, (laughs) um okay the topic we're gonna talk about today which i hate that we do this by the way we get so fucking far into the podcast gets to the point where people already haven't listened anymore because the title i don't know the numbers suggest otherwise no i'm sure people are listening but like the title that we promise people usually comes in at 30 minutes (laughs) it's true brutal okay so the next one uh, next topic next week's topic we'll actually get no, to do it this right one, away do this one, do this you one. know we'll do this one. Oh, i'm saying next week's topic or whatever we'll actually try to get it done within the first five minutes yeah no bullshit no chance yeah, yeah. i don't think there's a chance but go ahead we'll do it 100 <laughs> okay um today's topic uh did we talk about everything <laughs> okay today's topic <laughs> yeah, is yeah. um is i guess the the sense of uh, motivation and drive from from after you fail after you fail. But I will, I'm going to be the other side of this because I think a lot of people don't feel that after mm. they feel. In fact, their first instinct is to run for the hills, question what they did, why, like, what's the purpose? Yeah. Uh, uh, waste of time. For me, like, so this whole Dubai situation, and then after Dubai, I went, I went on a vacation to Italy, okay? 
And while I was in Italy, I got a DM from someone and they said, hey, such and such company is hiring someone for $50,000 a year, okay, to go across Canada from East Coast to West Coast, which is something I've done before. Wait, 50000 Yeah, they're- For they're, one year? No, not even one year, for uh, like a, a three-week situation. Oh, that's decent. Okay, fifty grand. They're looking for someone that can go from East Coast to West Coast of Canada uh, and talking to people and showing the kindness of Canadians. This is something I've already done, right? They're like, all you need is to just film yourself talking to a random person, right. you know, and getting their life. But because I was in Italy, I guess I forgot about this and I like procrastinated on it. Okay. And I should have done it before Italy. Mm. And now when I came back from Italy on the plane, I was like, I was like looking it up um, on the internet and uh, like I was just seeing the message mm. and it, the deadline was August 17th and today is like August or not 17th, August 7th. Mm. And it was like August 8th or 9th at the time. And I felt this like huge wall just crash on me of like defeat. Like this is something I, I hold on, though, hold on, hold on. This is not failure, though. I felt like it was failure. It was I f- like the ball was in my court. There's no failure, man. If it was an if it was an application, there was no opportunity that you had failed on. Yeah, exactly. But I failed on even applying to the to the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, like I the ball's in my court to to record something, and I, and it could have been something, but I didn't do it. And, and because that didn't happen, I now feel like I felt like I, I felt like that was a fail on my part, obviously. And but then that gave me some sort of drive and motivation to just do it myself. Oh, so you're gonna do it yourself? L- like to do to do another big trip? Can myself. I just say though, I texted you two weeks ago to yeah. say let's bike to New York City. Let's and do you it. were like, you, you beat a bike, you beat a motorcycle, right? Because I ain't biking. Case <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't get more wild than us biking. Let's do it to New York City. Electric bikes. I I I still have next week available. <laughs> we have to get a sponsor for sure, and it's got to be electric bike with throttle. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't see, know <laughs> okay, this guy. I I woke up. It was like eight a.m. and I wake up and he's like, "Yo, you want to bike to Florida?" Or yeah, yeah. it was Florida. And I was like, "Where is the typo here?" Right? You're like, "It's eight a.m." and I'm like, "Where well, is I the typo?" I sent that really early in the morning, so I was watching TV and I was like, "You know, what? we got to do something stunty, man." Yeah. Um, I saw this one guy, uh, scooter across the UK, or he went went from London to Paris. Love that on a scooter. Now keep in mind, okay, when you when you create a video like this, it is very dry mm-hmm. because what do you have? It's it's hours of you just on a scooter going through roads. Yeah, it's just the premise that hooks people. Yeah. Um, so what I was thinking is, okay, we get a sponsorship from a long distance electric bike. Yeah. And we bike to Florida. We would stop in four or five different states. Yeah. It would take us ten days to get there. Yeah. Based off of the charge levels and how far we can go. Yeah. Um. But like we would have adventures in each city, which is which sounds lovely. One minute adventures that I would then edit as I did in Mexico City and put it on my TikTok. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Except when I woke up, okay, this guy said bike to Florida. I thought he meant bicycle, like I did e bike. It's the same shit. Bicycle to Florida. I was like, I'm not like. There's got to be a typo here. Maybe he means e bike. Maybe he means motorbike to Florida. Maybe he means bike to Niagara Falls, which is the Florida of Canada. You know, I don't, I don't know where the typo was. And I was like, where is the typo, bro? You know, I'm not going to bicycle. No typo, no typo. So, I'm going to so, bicycle on a fixie to, to Florida. Where you get your um, your motivation is through... So, so one, I mean, it's up to you how you classify it. But I wouldn't necessarily be so upset over an opportunity like that. 
Because oftentimes, okay, yes, it's good money, but there's there's more of a catch to that. Yeah. They own every shit that you create. After that, yeah. After that. Like, I just recently, like, sort of negotiated with a brand deal that didn't go through because I couldn't, I couldn't get to their level with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to obtain your rights to your stuff. And if ever somebody wants indefinite rights to something you create or your image or anything like That's that. That's so crazy. You need to either charge insane amounts. Yeah. Or set a time limit because, listen, you don't know who you're going to become or what what they're going to use it with. But yeah, like in the universe, in perpetuity, like they use these words, yeah, right, of like in perpetuity, like forever and ever. So I, I never saw one of those. So when this came up, they said this is what it'll will pay you, and I was like, guys, that's literally half of what I could take for something like this, yeah. right? Um, I, I just think for me, there's always like so many good options out there that usually when I fail one option. I, I feel so much more motivated and have such a big drive for the other options. If that makes sense. No. Like, um, like let's say if I want to start a cafe, which I do, or I want to, let's say, travel the world, which I also do want to travel the world. Okay. If I, f- if I start a cafe and fail the cafe, I would be so, my drive would be so much for actually traveling the world. Okay. Let me, let me tell you, you what's know worse what I mean? in this situation. Yeah. Though. Um, you start a cafe, you travel the world, right? You can really only do one or the other. Exactly. So, so when I fail the one, I'm going to have so much more drive for the other. Because okay. it's out of your mind. It's out of the... But, but, but we go back to an age-old debate we had. You won't try as hard if you really want the other one. Exactly. It's going to be this sort of like, I, w- I would rather be traveling the world right now or I'd rather be doing this. And the second that I would rather be means you're not operating at your full potential and you might as well just start to wrap it up. Okay. I mean, and, and the reason I say this, because yeah. when I moved to Dallas, okay, for a, a few years, I was there for five years, for a few years when I first got there, I kept this damn attitude of, I'd rather be in Toronto. That's my home. That's where I should be. I miss my friends. I want to go mm. to concerts. I, I like the night drives, whatever. And you, you build up this world of resentment towards your new spot because you're so living mm. in your old spot and you go i'd rather be doing that and it's like okay if you'd rather do that then just go back because you're missing out so when i dropped that and i fully embraced dallas for what it was i got to do a tv show i was like the main host of it i got to go to la new york for like 24 hour trips for movie premieres yeah, yeah, yeah i got to have a really fun life and i met friends and it was just like it's insane when if your head is in the wrong spot yes it, it's not this energy or the moon or whatever Literally, shit is just going to f- flow easier when you want to be there. Yeah, if you just go all in on one thing and you just day, day in, day out, be consistent about it, you're going to do much better. Things are just going to be easier. It's tough. Like, change is tough at any sense. For sure. Um, and so failure is even harder when you're trying something new. But, but it's it's way more likely, right? Like, I look at social media. Everybody wants to do social media. Mm-hmm. And... The main reason is because they want money or they want fame. That's, that's probably one of the two things. It may, they, they may not admit to it, but deep down, there's it's, it's something surrounding money or fame. Yeah. The creatives generally uh, do their own shit that's a little bit different. But <laughs> majority of people that get on these apps... Money or fame. They'll get like they'll get like a viral video and they get all worked up and they go, yes, ha-ha. Yes. You know, there's so many stories of people that are big on TikTok. And TikTok doesn't translate the same as other platforms. Yeah, um, There's a guy that has 22 million followers and he did a short film 
with a girl that's got like 30 million. So between them, it's insane. It's like, yeah, 50 million at least. Yeah. They do a short film. They charge $15 for a ticket, a virtual ticket, mm-hmm. um, to, to do a screening. Only 50 people. Oof. 50 people out of 50 million, man. Oh, I don't even know what that ratio is. Oh, my God. Okay. So, well, literally one in a million. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Quick maths, man. <laughs> <laughs> one in a million. One in a million. That's wild. Bought a ticket. So I, I, I see this girl on TikTok going like, ha ha, um, you think TikTok really matters for your life, but these people only got this. Yeah. Really kind of like a backhanded yes. bitterness. And I'm thinking, hold on a second. I'm like, this guy still at the end of the day has 22 million. Mm-hmm. Um, he still has a poll. He's still getting paid tons of money. Yep. Um, it's just funny, like when, when people are too scared to try, they'll either try to bring you down or, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people are like this, where, you know, they they really got to bring down. And honestly, I feel like in the last twenty years that's changed, but still people do it, uh, where people try to bring you down to make themselves look more up. It's um, I mean it's gross, and you can and I think a lot of people are aware of it now. But something you said about like social media, how everyone wants to do social media. Yeah, I just thought of this. Does everyone want to do social media because everyone thinks they can do it? Because the only proof that we see are people that have made it. No, what like they we don't do, see a lot of failures. What they do is they see social media and they see somebody very comfortable on camera. Okay, that yeah. that's hard to do already. But if you see somebody on camera and you go, "I could do it," it means they're doing a good job. Yes, because it's called the red light syndrome, where whenever like the red light for recording comes on, people brick up, they, tense they, up. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, look what happens next time you're at a family party and you pull out your phone. No, 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 stop. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. No, no, I can't. Stop recording. Yeah, yeah my haircut looks like shit. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's all this stuff, right? Yeah. There is no authenticity in a lot of people because they think it's being recorded. I have one take at this. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you, like where, where everyone thinks they can do it. Yeah, yeah. So, so then everybody then gets the impression, oh, I can do that. And then it's like you put them on camera Dry as shit. Their exactly. ideas are awful. The, the consistency is not even existent yeah. with most of these people. Um, and TikTok gives them a bit of a falsehood because TikTok's algorithm is amazing and everybody legit has the opportunity to go viral if you post enough. But then what happens is that virality goes to their head and they go, I'm going to quit my job. And it's like, don't. You can't make <laughs> it off of just TikTok. <laughs> you have to have other platforms in the way, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm, th- uh, what I'm saying is like, because all we see are successes, right? We don't see the dry people on, on, in front of the camera that can't speak to the camera, right? All we see is the failures. Or sorry, we, we don't see the failures. We only see the successes yeah. that we get a bigger driver. Like, oh my God, I could do this. This is so easy. Look how easy it is. Mm-hmm. It's just this person speaking to a camera. But they don't see the failure the, behind every one person that made it on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram Yeah, that there's a, probably a hundred or a thousand failures that never posted or... Uh, their shit was too boring. Yeah, or, or, or going their anywhere. marketing of their entire brand is this is a joke or like yeah. the amount of times I've seen that where people genuinely are taking it serious. Their feelings are in it. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they brand it as I'm not taking this serious. You look at the bio. If you found me, no, you didn't. Like there's so yeah, there's yeah. so much embarrassment surrounding this that like it's not going to work out. It's not you, like you have to go all in, man. Like there's no doubt in my mind that people see my stuff sometimes and go, this guy is whatever, make their own judgments. Uh-huh. I've been since like removing those judgments from my head because I don't need to be carrying those. Uh-huh. This guy's too obnoxious. He's too big. He needs to calm down. He's too loud. He's too childish. All that he's too, 
I'm now, instead of absorbing that and trying to manipulate my act to be all encompassing, yes. I leave it with them. And I go, if I'm too big for you, hey. <laughs> yeah. then don't, then don't wash my shit. <laughs> okay like if if i'm if i'm too yeah you can't be everything for everyone no you can't but but i agree like there's a lot of successes (laughs) on social media but so many people fail because they didn't fully try like and, and that's like it's not just like putting in work it's like mentally you're not even trying to stay motivated okay so then back to my thing of like if if you're someone like me who has a uh, hundred somewhat good ideas, okay? Yeah. It, or maybe let, let's just take that. Let's just take the cafe thing, right? When the cafe thing doesn't work out, I won't have that in my head of like, oh, well, what if I could have done this? I could have done that. You know, you don't have that resentment because you actually go all in on the other thing because then you're like, okay, the cafe is not going to work out. So I think the issue first out of that, I think the issue first is a lot of people don't know what they want. Yes. Right. Like there's two things you would love to do. You would love to have a cafe and you would love to travel the world. Yes. But, but those are both fun hobbies. Yes. Look at it as a full-time thing. They both would suck. Like uh, traveling the world. I know so many people that have done that in their twenties and they come back and they're broke as shit. Yes. And it's like, yeah, but I got to see the world true. Yeah. You got that, but you're not going to own a house for the next 10 years here in Toronto. Yeah, because so you lived behind. your life for the last 10 years. Your kids are going to be... It's like they've lived their retirement early. And that's like, I get the mentality, like, do it mm. while you're young and stuff. But mm. there is a downside to that. You've, you've pushed everything back. You're How are you going to climb the corporate rankings? Yeah. The amount of times people are shocked at, like, I'm not here. It's like, well, yeah, you played for five, six years. But you've never got that feeling of, like, after you fail, you get, like, some sort of, like, big drive? Or is that... No, I don't know if I necessarily get motivated from failure. Um, I, I don't let it like affect me in such a detrimental way as I did before. Like when I get failure, I can legitimately, um, see it. And this is not going to help anybody under the age of 25, 26, 27, even like everyone's at different rates. Um, but when I failed before it would be, Oh shit. Why did I, what's wrong with me? How did like, where did I go wrong? This and that, you know, I didn't view it as much of a lesson Mm. as I would now. Hmm. Um, have, have, have you ever done a checklist? Like, uh, like today I want to do these three things and then I'm just going to check the checklist. Sometimes, yeah. So yeah. that's how I feel like failure feels to me like sometimes. Like, when I fail, it's just another checklist item. It's just, okay, check that off, keep going. But, but to the failure, next thing. I find, is only good. It's if almost you, empowering. It, it, no, it is empowering if you go full on. But yeah. like, there's so many aspects to why somebody can fail that it, it wouldn't be motivating. For instance, you make a checklist, okay? Mm-hmm. You say, why did this opportunity fail? Uh, did you give it your all? Did you work every single day? Did you do the five bits of content you know this requires? Yes. And if any of those are no, well, then you didn't fully invest yourself in that concept. So it was out of like laziness. Or, uh, you didn't even fully fail at yeah, this. You didn't fully fail. Yeah, yeah. Like, And I think that's where a lot of these quotes are misguided. It's like when people talk about failure, it's about going all in. And if it didn't work for whatever reason... Like, I'm a big believer if you do it long enough, it's going to happen. Yes. But let's say you stop because you have to find it. You got a family, whatever. Um, unless you went all in, you're not going to be able to absorb that as a lesson because you're going to know in the back of your mind, you know, I, it's my own fault. I partied too much. I didn't do the five postings I need to. Yeah, there's still a what if situation to it, which is like, no, I didn't go all in because, you know, yeah, I partied too much or whatever. Yeah. And if I hadn't, Maybe I wouldn't have failed. One hundred percent. It's the then the what ifs are there, and it totally just explodes any sort of lesson you learn from failure. Yeah. And so 
I know for sure I would never move again with the same mentality that I had at the start of Dallas. Keep in mind, I never moved anywhere prior. Mm. And so I was young. I was in a four-year relationship. Um, I was in the early 20s. I was like 20, 21. So it's a very fun time of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I moved to a place where I knew nobody, didn't know any of the streets, didn't know any anything. The fun was taken away. The fun was taken away. And it was hard for me at that age to say, you know, uh, I need to embrace the city yeah. versus, oh, when can I go home again? I'm going to book a trip at Christmas. I got to see my friends. I miss them. And it's like, I'll never do that again because I wasted, and I don't say I wasted, I still had fun, but I could have made my time even more explosive uh, than what I had made it Yeah, had I joined a team earlier. Because the only way it happened was I came home at Christmas and I'm like, I'm not going back to Dallas with no friends. Like, I'm, I I hate it, man. I'm yeah, a yeah, social yeah. guy. And so what I did was I went on the computer one morning. It was like the day after Christmas. Signed up for a volleyball team. I found one with a funny name called Brown Chicken Brown Cow. Love it. Like Brown Chicken Brown Cow, <laughs> you know. And joined the team. Didn't know anybody on it. I then forced myself. I said, Dan, if you can get on a red carpet and host and just be Danocracy and turn on for an hour, you can do it for 15 minutes when you have to meet the people. That's so mental to me, like that someone could be like so confident on a red carpet, but then like, you know, might have reservations of going to a, a volleyball of course, meet up. This, this is what boggles. Like whenever I tell people like, like, oh, like I'm, I'm shy in that sense or I'm nervous. I'm consistent. It's always the same answer, which is like, you're like the most extroverted person. Like you're sociable. And I'm like, I am because like, I know we both want to engage in conversation. Yes. Right. Um, but like for me, let me paint a picture. I signed up for a volleyball team. I have to go now to a, a place, a building, an area of town. I don't even know because uh-huh. I'm new to this city. I have to find the people like, hey, are you are you guys brown chicken, brown cow? And they're like, no. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> no, we're hell's like, angels. You, you, da- you dance around here trying to find your people. Then you find them. And then it's like they already have a click like, yo, Janice, who's bringing the cantaloupe this week? <laughs> yeah, who's this guy? Yeah, who's this guy? What's, what's your deal, bro? You can't. Oh, you're Canadian. You know? And then it's like you have to, I don't know. It, it's literally just that. Yeah. Once I'm over that hurdle, okay, then Dan's here, you know? Is it, I, I heard a, a someone say this and I thought it was um, important for some people. Uh, she was like, just be brave. Everyone can be brave for 20 seconds, right? Let's say it's like submitting a video oh, or I something. Like all you need is just 20 seconds to just press submit this video, right? Or all you need is 20 seconds to just sign up for this volleyball team. Just 20 seconds. You c- Even if you want to go up to someone and talk to them, all you have to do is be brave for 20 seconds and just say, F it, I'm just going in. Right? That's good. I like that. And she's I like, like that. she's like, I, she was like, I was super nervous one time. I, um, I think she's like an athletic director, like some CEO of like some big team. Um, she's like, when I used to do videos, I used to, you know, like tense up and everything. And then like one time there were like, it was a live video and it was in front of the whole stadium and it was like, you know, 30,000 people going to watch her and everything. And she was freezing up. She was shaking. Yeah. And then she's like, and all I remembered is just focus on the on the countdown. Mm. You're live in five, four, three, two, two, one. And then she just went at it, right? And she's like, now that's how I look at every interaction. Like if I'm really nervous to meet a CEO, all I think of is that countdown. Just give myself a five second countdown. And I'm ready to attack with anything. Because I think when you're a performer, there is a skill set you have. If you ask anybody, when you're an entertainer to any capacity, you have the ability to turn it on. Yes. I think a lot of people naturally can turn it on, right? 
Um, but as a performer, I know I can rely on Danocracy. Yeah. And, and, he's there accessible at all he's times. There, yeah. And, and I know it's going to be a lot, but if that's what gets me through the moment, that's what gets you through the moment. Yeah. And I've definitely relied on that. Not to say this Dan Oxy persona isn't me. It is, but it's every aspect of me turned up and some of it filters removed. Like we've talked about this before where I'm like, I want to have more fun. And I was sort of lost for a bit where I'm like, I don't know what, like what I want, but I want to have more fun, live mm-hmm. a faster mm-hmm. life. Um, a lot of that comes with like new experiences and having to challenge myself and, and do things differently. So there are times where I've definitely had to rely on Danocracy to get that 20 seconds of bravery um, to then get me through. I love that. The problem I, I, I love is, that you could do that. And then I love probably the interaction that you have with your own self with Danocracy. Like Dan, yeah. with Danocracy, like, man, you really pulled this shit together. Well done. It is a superpower, right? Like people, I, we talk about this all the time. People vilify social media and it, I hate it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate because they, they talk so negatively of, as if there's nothing good about it. And it's like, really? Like, you don't like anything about social media. No, it's bad. You're not living your life. It's like, come on. It's such bullshit because I feel like I've, I've met so many friends. I've made so many friends. I've kept in touch with many, So many, many friends. Yes. But it's also... Found love, found smashes, found slams. There you go. Through, through the social rose. media. This is real life shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, one of the things as a performer yeah. or as an entertainer that you gain is... I always get asked one or two questions. One of them is, how do you have so many ideas or how do you constantly come up with new ideas? Mm-hmm. And one of them is, after a while, you'll realize if you want to do this as a career, you have to make two, three videos a week. Mm-hmm. Just so the way it goes. Just because you do social media doesn't mean you work two hours a week. Mm-hmm. You're working insane hours at the start. You're probably working more than anything 100%. else. 100%. Yeah. But, it's, but it's fueled by passion. So yes, it is still fun, but you're working insane hours, right? Um, you then have to teach yourself to not shoot down even the weirdest ideas, your own. Yes. There's been so many times where I'm like, if I shoot down and find loopholes or or issues with everything I'm doing, I'm not going to have any video this week. So let's just stop. Let's just put it out there and see what happens. And there's been times where I've had viral videos. And so now at this stage of my career, I've been doing this for over 10 years. I now have such confidence in any concept. Uh. You come to me with a bad idea and I'm going to go, it's a bad idea, Uh. (laughs) but here's what we need to do to make it a good idea. Yes. Right. We can so, add a storyline. Because we're all so good at like destroying ideas that we're like, we're all amazing at like, I can, you can give me whatever idea you bring to me and I will destroy it. And that's a destructive thing. It's, but it's as a creative, you need to create a better the, idea. Yeah. The only thing that does, yeah. you destroying a concept, is it gives you a false sense of um, accomplishment. Of accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. Or professionalism. Like, I, I saved myself here. Because I destroyed this idea. I earned my keep. I show value to the group because I, I prevented that from happening. And yeah. I can as a tell, creative, you need to actually create, not destroy. Absolutely. And exactly. I can tell who I'm around. Like the second I share an idea and they go, That's so weird. Or, That's such a bad idea. Like weird yeah. weird to me is gold. Yes. I want weird. Trust me. Look at my videos. I want weird. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um so I want that's reverse hot dogs. A, yeah, reverse <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just not weird to me. It's it's interesting it's yes. outside the box it's what separates you from everybody else yes. and that's what you need unique ideas man weird unique ideas i, I love them but uh if you want to go biking by, by all means i'm down i ain't gonna destroy that idea <laughs> but we can't get a sponsor you're right <laughs> <laughs> we definitely wouldn't need to get a, an electric bike sponsor long long distant one i'm down to commit i'm down whenever you want and then you know pull over on the side so start the roadcaster, get a podcast going. 
<laughs> podcast. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. The side of the road in rural New York. <laughs> no, you know, I think New York City would be doable. It's a nine-hour drive. I think it's doable. Yeah. I need, I need to come up with a crazy idea as well for you. Mm. I, I really do. You know, I need to man come at me with these crazy ideas. I I, I want to do stunty stuff like that. Like yeah, as yeah, long yeah, as it's yeah. not damaging, like it's fun. Like I see creators do all this traveling, and I'm like, I'm I'm down to do stunty fun stuff. Okay, I'll I'll come back with you. Okay, I'll come back. Uh, let me just. Uh, we're doing this off my phone today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you have ways to deal with failure or how you deal with failure. Hit us up. I think that's always helpful info. And also hit us up with some crazy ideas that uh, Dan, Ooh. little Dan over here could do. Stunty ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like make a, make a, I don't know, a baseball load of pepperonis. Yeah. You know, weird, weird shit, man. That's gold shit. That's good. But even more gold, <laughs> come at us with sponsors that would <laughs> fuel these stupid We've been saying that for years, man. <laughs> we need sponsors. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll uh, catch you in the next one. Love you.